right, day seven. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, we're halfway through the book of Genesis, right? Wow, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. 50 chapters, we'll be done with the book in like, by the beginning of week three. So that's mm -hmm. a little bit of the pace if you're new to right. how quick all of this uh, moves through. It moves. Right? Yeah. And so trying to move through a book that quick in two weeks where you're reading and then we're here for eight minutes per day, we just want to remind you, oh, this is gonna be a flyover, right? So mm -hmm. if you come to the end and you're like, man, there was so much more in the text than was in the podcast, right. I want you to know you're exactly right. There's so much <laughs> more in the text than was in the podcast. Yeah. We just can't get to it all. Yeah, right. definitely. All right, so we're just going to take you know, the high points and things high we points. see. And one of the ways that this starts off is a progress report. So mm -hmm. Genesis 1 through 24 is going on. Abraham's wife uh, has died, and now we see the transition mm -hmm. from Abraham's story to Isaac's story, and we're going to see some of the common things that take place here, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it's like, yo, you're going to see here, Isaac is really not the main character in his own story. Right, right. right? Like, he is in kind of like um, the shadow of Abraham and then in the background of Jacob, right? right? So Jacob is going to have more of a prominent right. kind of role in this narrative yeah and um because you know jacob is going to be israel right and right from israel comes um the old testament people so yeah. it's crazy though in 25 that you have this <laughs> struggle between uh jacob and esau in the womb bro, right right yeah. and so god comes to uh rebecca and is like no 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 like two kids two nations from your womb but the older is gonna serve the younger, right? Right, and so even in the womb, my man Jacob is grabbing, right? <laughs> Esau's heel, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, you just see that God is going to use once again right. that younger brother, and He's going to reverse our expectations, bro. And so that's good, right? And that's a theme that we're gonna see as we go through, bro. As you go through this, this constantly. Right, that theme's gonna come back up. That over God's over. not gonna do things according to our expectations. Yeah. And you see it in the progress report. So remember in Genesis 12, God had a choice to make. Mm -hmm. Abraham was not an only child. It was him and Nahor, right? Yeah. God chose Abraham, the yeah. younger brother. Mm -hmm. And now the progress report at the end, it comes up and it brings it back in. It's like, yo, Nahor had 12 kids and mm -hmm. they was all getting along. Yeah. At the end of the day, Abraham had two kids. One was estranged. One was still in the house and his wife was dead. Mm. So it seems like God is behind the curve. Yeah. And not just that, Abraham's wife was barren. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yo, God, how are you going to do it? Isaac's wife is barren. Is as well. barren. Jacob's wife is going to be barren, right? Yeah. And it's going to be all of that. And so here's really the sticking point of the book, right? You're going to get everybody coming to a place where they start to ask, God, how? Mm. My wife is bearing God. How are you going to do it? Mm. And they're questioning if God is capable, mm. but they're going to move. But what the author in the book is not trying to do is just let us into the how. How is God going to do it? This is not a question of God's if God is 
capable, yeah. but he's going to show us why God is starting to do things this way. Mm. And that's letting us into the fact that God is purposeful, yeah. right? That there's a way that God's going to do this. In one sense, God's going to do all of this with one hand tied behind his back just to show, yeah. right, that at the end mm. of the day, he's going to get the glory like we talked about uh yesterday uh <laughs> by using the least likely candidate yeah and even when it seems like god's promises are not unfolding right he comes through and still fulfills them yeah right? and so it's like yo esau comes out and this brother <laughs> sells his birthright for right. a plate of food right yeah. and so i think the new testament is going to call him immoral right? right like because he was worried about something temporary right and something that would last for generations and that would ultimately be eternal right but it's like, how is this thing going to work out? Right. And you see just even in history, it's, it's com history is complicated, but God's still in control and still is going to make his promises right. come to pass. So, yeah, I thought that was dope. And 26, yep. Isaac's life, yo, he, he, don't, he don't have much, much going on in his narrative. It's just going to mirror Abraham's, right? right? Like he was a sojourner just like his pops, lies about his wife just like his pops, right? Like, yeah. And it's still like at the end of the day. Um, I think that, um, yeah, God's blessings, yo, yo, promises go from generation to generation, but we right. have to be careful too that our patterns, our sinful patterns don't go on from mm. generation to generation as well. And I think the text is showing like, ah, like God is not using the squeaky clean people to bring about his purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, can give us confidence and hope. At least like him. Yep. Yeah. Man. And so just as we move on, bro, the, like, yeah. the juxtaposition here, the way that things are contrasted in you see this journey of faith that takes place and yeah. you see Isaac mm -hmm. being willing to give up all these wells that he does, right? So this is like, they in the desert, bro, yeah. a arid wasteland yeah. in a sense. And Jacob is like, man, that brother's four for four when it comes to, yo, he <laughs> digs here, water. And people come and start to take his stuff. And he's yeah. like, yo, I'm fine. I'm just going to move on. And you see there, it's like, it's not that he's a pushover. Mm. It's, I think that you see this journey of faith, that he's confident. Like, yeah. Yo, if God is really on my side, mm. I ain't got to fight with y'all, right? right? God's going to take care of me. And so we see that journey that, that takes place of faith with him. Mm. But we also now see his son, Jacob, doesn't have that same confidence so he has to try to finagle his finagle way, his way and steal promises. this birthright and that's how his story's gonna start yeah but that's not how his story's gonna end all yeah. of this is gonna be a journey of faith of the people of god who mm. are chosen by god mm -hmm. and who are kept by god despite their failures they learn what it means to really trust god yeah, yeah. and so i think in 27 bro like yeah. when you know, Rebecca and Jacob come up with this plan right. to deceive their, you know, pops getting old, eyesight ain't that good. Right. So it's like, hey, bro, I need you to slide in, yeah, right. steal this blessing, right? right. We're going to divide it. We're going to uh, make this meal. You're going to dress up like Esau. Right. And you're going to take this blessing. And you see them, like Jacob being this one who deceives. Right. He deceives his dad, him and him and uh, Rebecca deceive their father. But one of the things that's crazy is that no, no, God told her right. that he would be the heir. So it's like she trying is she trying hard to be faithful? Right. Or is she trying to be deceitful? Right. Yeah. I think the text is like showing us this nuanced complication. Right. And ultimately he gets the blessing, right? Uh Rebecca overhears it 
in the other room. And at the end of the day, like it still costs them. Right. right? So there's an aspect of like, again, we have to let God fulfill his promises the way he wants to fulfill them right. instead of trying to achieve them on our own. Right. right? Yeah. And, a, and a small example of this, bro, is like, yo, God promises promises us peace. Mm. Right. That's yep. fruit of spirit, promises yeah. us peace. Life ain't always peaceful. <laughs> right. Right. right? And I think one of the ways to achieve that promise on our own is like, hey, God, you promised me peace, but life ain't peaceful. So I'm going to try to take matters into my own hands. Right. So I'm going to put these substances into my body. Right. Right. To yeah. intoxicate myself to right, try to get right, a, right, right, a right, sense right. of temporary peace yeah. when you promised it to me. Right. And so Jacob, guess what? He has to leave because Esau wants his head. Esau <laughs> right. wants smoke. <laughs> right. So he has to right. actually leave the promised land. Right. Yeah. And he becomes an exile in a sense. Yeah. Because of his deceit. Now, God still works it out in the end. Absolutely. Yeah, but he has to actually leave the promised land and get away, travel 500 miles, go get him a wife. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and God graciously meets him in 28 in Bethel yeah. and reaffirms still his promises to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man, let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, that even in spite of uh, consistent and even persistent failings, you reaffirm your commitment and your love to us father i pray that that would be the confidence that we move forward in today that the confidence of your never failing never ending love would be the thing that motivates us to be faithful and to patiently wait on you to do the things that you've promised uh, i pray that would be the posture of our hearts as we move through your world today it's in jesus name we pray amen